I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to say a few things. One, thank you very much for downloading this episode of 100% Hits Volume Pod. The last two weeks, it's been at number one in the music podcast charts in Australia. So thank you very much for that. Thanks everyone who's been sharing it around and all the nice comments on iTunes as well. That is awesome. Hey, I'm doing some shows. I'm doing some live podcasts of the old podcast, Don't You Know Who I Am? So I've got one on June 3rd at Comedy Republic here in Melbourne, 5.30, Saturday afternoon. Make sure you come along. Always fun. Always great guests. So tickets are at joshearl.com.au. And Sydney, you've been asking for a while. It's been, it's been like four years, I think, since I came up to Sydney to do a show. I'm finally doing one. July 10, it's a Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock at the Vanguard. I'm doing the podcast, then followed by my show, Bod Contemporary, which is my latest stand-up hour that I did at the Comedy Festival here in Melbourne. Tickets again, joshearl.com.au. Big thanks to everyone who's Patreon subscribers. If you would like to help me out, keep the lights on at, at Josh Earl Enterprises. Go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. That's patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. A brand new live episode of Don't You Know Who I Am went up this week with Ross Noble, Ben Caution, Tom Walker, and Reed Down. It's very, very funny. You can get that one. For five bucks a month, you get like over 200 hours of extra episodes of podcasts I've done as well. So that is very, very cool. That's all I need to say. Thank you so much for uh, downloading episode three of 100% Hits Volume Pod. This one, guests, Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins from Big On. Hello and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series of albums that Australia has ever produced, the 100% Hits Volume Series. My name is Josh Earl and this week joining me, two very special guests from their podcast, Do Go On. Please welcome Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Yay! Hey Josh, how's it going? I wonder what Jess thinks about that. Uh, obviously she, her, her day job is Triple J, they release a pretty well-loved a CD compilation each year. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'm um, so, I'm angry. Sorry, sorry, we got it off to a bad start. Oh no, <laughs> I'm furious. Well, I was actually trying to bring a lot of energy because I knew Matt was feeling a bit under the weather today. So I was trying to be like, hey. So I actually wasn't listening to the interaction. <laughs> so thank you, Matt, for pointing out that I should be incensed and enraged. Mm. Well, here, this is this is interesting. So Matt, you are you are poorly. You are in your podcasting hoodie. <laughs> Jess, you are bright and bubbly, but I, you know what? I came into this even without knowing that Matt was going to be a bit poorly. Thinking that's going to be energy they provide anyway. Is that yeah. true? Is yeah, that, is that, that a, yeah. That's not a harsh thing to say, is it, Matt? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm normally I've normally got a sick energy. That's I think that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but it's a different kind of sick. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not like doing like kick flips and stuff. <laughs> no, he's a sick ha- dog. Now. Yeah. Jess, uh, Matt mentioned you, you work at Triple J, yes. so you're you're a little bit like younger than Matt and I. Mm-hmm. I, pro- I think I've got a decade on you. I'm not sure. <laughs> not quite, but nearly. Nearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to play these songs. Do you do you remember this compilation of uh, songs? I think I was more of the So Fresh generation. Well, this j- turned into So Fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, so, but it's interesting because in hearing the songs, I've. I've heard, I think, most of them, but yep. probably in movies that came out before me. Yeah, yeah. And yep. what about you, Matt? Did you have any of these compilations? No, I didn't have any of these. I do remember my older sister had um, the hits of 89, which okay, I don't yep. know who made that. Yeah, it... I, I think that was a smash hits uh, collection. Mm. So right. these started in 91. So we're still in the 91s, even though we're looking at... Disc two, so side A, disc two today. So we're still in the. So this used to be uh, released every three, every three or four months, depending on what EMI and uh, uh, Warner Brothers would would release. It's such a good money maker. If you're oh. three or four of these a, a year, crazy. Like you're nailing it. 
Yeah, well, we had Kevin Mitchell from Jebediah on the first one, and he was around the time where they were still releasing these. And I asked him if they'd ever been asked to pee on one of these, and he said no. But if they did, they would have said no because it was that time of selling out. Kind of, you don't want to be associated with that, which was a real, a real weird time for music where it was like, no, we don't want to sell out. We don't want to be popular. Mm. And now I'm sure a lot of them, a lot of those artists are like, oh, we could have got a hundred grand for that ad, and uh, yeah. <laughs> no one would have cared. No. Because that's my thing. So you're, you're a Triple J now, uh, Jess, and it's that thing of like, I think Triple J is a lot more eclectic in what they play now than when I was growing up and listened to it. They, they would have like select shows, so they'd have like a techno show, they'd have like a metal show, but most of it was pretty much guitar-based music. Yeah. And look, it really depends on uh, who you're asking because a lot of people say these days it's all the bloody same. Yeah, um, every single song sounds the same. It wasn't as good as when I was 18 to 25. Um, and it's like, well, that, yeah. that is Matt saying, bring back Mike in the Sandman. So, yeah. <laughs> Still, every, nearly every day you get, I, I miss Adam and Will. And it's like, okay, well, they've yeah. moved on. Um, yeah, I mean, there still are like your specialty shows that do, that focus on, we've got hip hop and metal and soul and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think. It's it's tricky. I don't envy the music team, There's like, and it's a fairly small team. I don't envy them having to sort of keep their finger on the pulse and keep up with what is popular uh, amongst the youths or what people want to hear and stuff like yeah. that. It's Because uh, there is a lot out there. There's so many different styles. It's crazy. And it, it's hard to keep up with the youths when you're like 72 or whatever age they are now. <laughs> yeah. <as well. laughs> yeah, we get that a lot as well. <laughs> Yeah. Even though the, the old man, who's not that old, um, uh, uh, stepped up and now there's a young man in his role. So, But people don't like to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> my theory, my theory on why people are a bit more eclectic in their music taste as well, not just Spotify, but I think it started before that. I think it was the Beyonce effect. I think Beyonce was so good that it was undeniable that she was great and everyone enjoyed Beyonce that mm. even if you were into whatever style of music like rock metal whatever it was you would hear Beyonce and go it is a very good song <laughs> yeah. and you could and they would try and instead of just saying I like it because it's a good pop song they'll try and you know, be a bit kind of wanky about it and go oh the production values listen mm. to the production values like no no just admit that it's a good song it's a bop it's fine you're allowed to, yeah. to say no this is a good song you're allowed to just enjoy music, it, and it doesn't always have to be within the one genre you align yourself to. You're just allowed to go, I like this and I don't like that, and that's fine. Which it's is okay. what these series of albums taught me. Now, we're looking at Volume 2. It was released in uh, December 1991. I was 10 years old. Now, when we speak about some bops, we've got some bops here. Now, the rules of this show, even though it's only the third episode, I'm, allowed, I'm only allowed to dislike one, one song per, per episode. Okay. Okay. So you might find me being very quiet about uh, uh, two songs in this one, but you, you two, you can go, you can go crazy, go wild, whatever you, whatever you want to say about them, just say it. Okay. All right. So this is our first song. So this is a little man called Marky Mark and his Funky Bunch, and this song <laughs> is their hit, "Good Vibrations." Here it is, right now. And that's enough of that. So, <laughs> I, I look. I I like this song. I it's it's such a, a fun pop song. I think Marky Mark though, wild guy. How much mm. do we know about Marky Mark? Not enough. I feel not enough. I right. I feel like the parts that he's in in the song are my least favorite bits. So you're a big fan of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> yeah, love the Funky Bunch. Well, the, I, I can tell you the Funky Bunch's names. There's Scott G. There's Hector. Booty Inspector Barros, <laughs> DJ T, and, Ash, and Ashy Ace. Okay. So that's, that's the funky bunch. Now, for those who don't know, some people might not even know this. Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, mm. the famous actor Mark Wahlberg. Now, Mark Wahlberg originally was an original member of New Kids on the Block, but dropped out of them after a month 
His brother, Donnie, is in New Kids on the Block. They went on to become the biggest boy band in the world. Uh, I was a big fan of New Kids on the Block. Used to do the big dance, Hanging Tough, all that kind of stuff. So, Marky Mark, though, or Mark, Mark Wahlberg, I'm not going to go into the, the shit side of him because you could do a big deep dive into that. In his youth, absolute piece of shit. Just let's, I, I just want that out there. Okay. But now, as an actor, as a father, I'm going to say... A little bit kooky, yeah. a little bit crazy. <laughs> this is his morning routine. Do you, do you know about his morning routine? Yeah, it was just as you were saying, as a father and as a, as I was like, oh, I feel like a little while ago there was a, yeah, an expose yeah. on his wild morning routine. This is what he says he does in a day. Now I don't know what time you get up, Matt, but well, what time did this start? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, two thirty a.m. Wake up. Two forty-five. Oh Prayer time, 3.15 breakfast, so he does prayer for half hour, 3.40 to 5.15 morning workout. Ugh, so that's too, too long. An hour and 35 minutes. Then he has a post-meal workout at 5.30, shower at 6. Here's the next one, golf at 7.30. <laughs> that's so all pre-golf. It's all pre-golf. <laughs> so it's a long shower. Hopefully he's yeah. doing other stuff. All right, 8 o'clock. 8 a.m. in the morning, snack. So half hour of golf. He's not playing a – he's just – must be driving, must be – or putting. Like it's, yeah, oh, he's got a golf simulator yeah. in his house. 9.30, cryo chamber recovery. Oh, my God. Gets, gets in the cryo tank. 10.30, another snack. Yep. 11 o'clock, family time slash meetings slash work calls. So okay, he's been all, up for a bit. different things. <laughs> yes. He's been up for about, what, 10 hours before he says hello to the family. Yeah. <laughs> Nine and a half hours. Busy. He's got a round of golf in. All right. One o'clock, he has lunch. Sure. Then two o'clock, back to meetings and work calls. Three o'clock, pick up the kids in school, from school. 3.30, another snack. Four o'clock, workout number two. Five o'clock, shower. 5.30, dinner, family time. 7.30, bedtime. Go to bed at seven thirty. He's also getting fuck all work done in the day, isn't he? There's like he, there's like two hours where he's taking calls, but it's also family time and it's work. And you're like, yeah. I don't think you're getting any work done. He's not like, but this is my thing to it. Stay up a little bit later. Get up a little bit later. Yeah. You can still do all that in in your day. Like, Absolutely. go to bed at ten. Get up at five. You're still going to have a fine day. Yeah, you're going to have a great day. You're going to fit in everything you need to get done. Far out. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always like, you do you, whatever works for you. But that, that is my nightmare. That sounds awful. Weird, man. Also, oh, with uh, Good Vibrations. So this was a massive hit, huge hit. Uh, and this is off the back, and we're going to talk about this person coming up later, but it's off the back of Vanilla Rice, okay? Vanilla Rice was huge, and the boom burst very quickly but this was back in the day where things took a bit longer you couldn't just record an album then release it straight away this was like there had to be a like a good nine 12 months of stuff leading up to it Mm. and with the success of marky mark and the funky bunch they made a video game called marky mark and the funky bunch uh make me video and it was apparently a huge flop one of the worst video games ever produced (laughs) And if you can find it online, it's apparently worth a lot of money. Because wow. it was just, yeah, it's just no good. Uh, so this was 91. And you think, oh, he made Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch. And he was a bit, he was in the Calvin Klein ads as well. Oh, yeah. And then you can't, he was a bit of a joke. But you think only six years after this, he was Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. And that was like, made him a legitimate movie star. Yeah, Wow. Which is not that much time in between no. this and Boogie Nights. And it's so interesting as well because you know when you see like an, a musician or somebody from YouTube or a TikTok star in a movie and you're like, oh, come on. And you don't yeah. take them that seriously at first. It's funny to look back on that now and think that that's what people felt about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. So funny. All right. Are we a fan of this song? Good Vibrations? Yeah, 
a bit of fun. I'm, I swear it was in a Sister Act or Sister Act 2 montage. That's the sort of vibe it's giving me. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I love uh, it's It's fun. I love it. Again, I don't like the Marky Mark bits, but I like the good vibration. Yeah. That's fun. That is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, I'm assuming, from something else. Oh, I'm sure it's a sample, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I think it's it's, there's two kinds of 90s music. There's that one, which is like, it's really very 90s. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's fun, and then there's a couple on this, um, on this album that are like they're actually just they're sort of timeless good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like this next song by Melissa Kaltz. Sexy is the word. Here we go. <laughs> That's the most 90 sound, that chill. It's so, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's so good. Like, it is so 90 sounding. You're right. Yeah. But I was thinking of this, and I was trying to put it in your uh, head, Jess, going... Would a band like Confidence Man, they could do they could do a song like this and get away with it? 100%. And it, we would think it was so cool and it would yeah. be the feature album. And uh, Because, yeah, it does. I think that sort of sound is coming back a lot. I feel like every time I jump on Triple J Unearthed and do reviews of new music, it's quite often I'm going, I can picture this in a 90s montage. Like it, yeah. that, that sound is definitely coming back. It feels like every song in the 90s put the keyboard on the same setting. Like it's got yep. that sort of... Dah, dah. It's Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so this is Melissa's uh, follow-up to her uh, previous song, which we talked about, which is Read My Lips. Read My Lips, I, I didn't mention this last uh, episode or episode before. That got... Uh, it won the highest-selling single of 92 at the Arias, which is Australia's Music Awards. It, these are the songs that beat. It beat Horses by oh. Daryl Braithwaite. It sold more copies than When Something Is Wrong with My Baby by Jimmy Barnes and John Farnham. Uh, Better by The Screaming Jets and Break in the Weather by uh, Jenny Morris, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, now, this was written, this song, uh, by a man called Leon Berger, which if you t- type in Leon Berger, and it's spelled uh, Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. Leon Berger is actually a breed of dog as well, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Russian expat. Uh, Josh, are you sure this wasn't written by a dog? <laughs> Just mashing on the keyboards. Yeah. Uh, he'd sold 14.5 million records in uh, the Soviet uh, before he moved. I don't know why he moved. There's not much information on him online. I uh, had a brief moment of a pop star uh, in Australia. He was uh, appeared on Countdown with his song Long Trip to Paradise. I might play Long Trip to Paradise for you. I'll see if you can... Um, oh, I, I should have set this up beforehand, but here we go. Well, don't worry. I can show you a picture oh, of what... It's a Leon Burger. <laughs> no, Russia's a beautiful, beautiful dog. dog. Uh, this is Long Trip to Paradise. My girlfriend is funny. She's into my money. She's cool when she's driving. She's mad when she's driving. She's cool when she's driving, jiving. She's mad when she's driving. Now, uh, I should mention, Leon in the film clip of this has um, a bow tie but no collar. So he's just wearing it on his neck, a very low-cut stripy top and a, and a blazer. So, you know, very cool looking dude. something that Marky Mark might have pulled off as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this was uh, her, her second album. It was, it was uh, launched on E Street, which was the TV show she was on, which I, I never watched an episode of. No, neither. But I know there was a uh, Tony Martin, the actor, was on it as yes. a reverend. Yes, and uh, there was like, um, what's his name? Um, Bruce Samazan was also on it. Who who also had a crack at rapping? Yeah, well, they try. They saw what Neighbours had done, and they were like, "Let's all just try and make these uh, pop singers turn our actors into pop singers." So Tony Perrin was on there as well. Oh wow! But Melissa was the uh, the big hit at the very start. Then Tony Perrin kind of came up, but yeah, yeah. What? What? Anything else to say about Melissa? She, she was. Fo- she follows just... me on. She follows me on Twitter. So let's be let's be nice. Oh no! Look, I've got nothing but nice words to say. 
now that I know she follows you on Twitter. <laughs> but <laughs> she was she was more known just by Melissa, wasn't she? Am yes. I remembering that right? Yes. Yeah, she she started off as Melissa and then as she got further in her career, she wanted she wanted to say no. Let's let's say the full name. Let's give me give my family some some credit. I feel like I I've got very little memory of her, but I do remember people talking about her a lot, and she was she was massive. Yeah, yeah, um, very very attractive, but in that kind of attractive kind of nineties kind of way, which was just like, are they attractive or are they just blonde and fit? That's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that feels current, too. <laughs> All right, moving on. Song number three. Now, this one is Lynn Earl, my mother. Played Lynn this Earl's on there. Quite a bit, yes. This is why I love the album so much. <laughs> no, this is Tony Childs with her song, I've Got to Go Now. <laughs> is this the classic sound you were talking about, Matt? Yeah, this is also, this is very classic. This is a song I didn't know by name, but then I'm like, oh, I've heard this a million times. Well, I'm allowed to play 40% of these songs due to my APRA licensing, so I could play technically three minutes of this if I wanted to. (laughs) It's a long one. (laughs) Is it on ads or something? Possibly. I feel like it's on insurance ads or something. I used to think I knew this man. I might go forward a bit to the chorus so we can get the the build. Singing from the back of your throat was a big early noise. This was uh, pre kind of the Eddie Vedder teaching every young man in in the country how to sing like that. So this yeah. was Tony Childs. Now, it's it's so funny. So, like Tony Childs was also parodied from on Fast Forward about her voice, and the line was Gina Riley was doing her, and the line was What did I just say then? Bugger <laughs> if I know. <laughs> Because they used to also make fun of like um, Australian Crawl and James Ray for not being able to understand what he says. But you listen to them now, and you go, they, "It's so clear. You can understand what they're saying. It's just a little bit different. It's just not as enunciated." But I find it weird because this song, look, it's a very serious song. It's about domestic abuse. But right. I find it so weird that like fast forward, just go, "Oh yeah, we'll just make fun of it though. We'll just yeah. make fun of this song about a <laughs> yeah, woman but who's she like a bit funny." Yeah, <laughs> a woman who's you know got two kids and trying to find the right time to leave her husband. So. Like, doesn't kick off, but yeah. Uh, Tony Childs, this is from a second album. Uh, one of these artists who is more famous in Australia than her home country of America. Uh, the two countries she was highest, like, biggest uh, star in was Australia and New Zealand. I'm guessing maybe 100% Hits was one of the reasons for that. Uh, she's like the 90s pink. Do you know how pink? I don't know if she's famous in America. Oh, there you go. But in but here she can huge yeah, sell out Rod Laver like eight yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, this was the 36 highest, highest selling single in Australia in 1991. 36. Only 30, 35 better songs than this in 91. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. I like it. I like the build. I like the emotion. I did have the thought when I was listening in the car the other day that I have no idea what she's saying in the chorus. It was a bit more clear listening to it this time. I was like, oh, no, I'm getting every second or third word. I could figure this out with context. That's because um, the listeners don't know this. I was mouthing along to it, so you were watching me <laughs> I was perform. I was lip reading, yeah. It's very yeah. helpful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, – this. I think this goes in the same kind of genre as your, your Tracy Chapman's. Yes, yes, yep. I can see many a, like a a person at a party, like a young woman getting the guitar out and playing this at a party. Yeah, and not Matt, doing a good job. You would have been at a party or two where people got the guitars out, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always <laughs> always very cool people. You would have got the guitar out, Josh, wouldn't you? A few times. I, I'm so embarrassed to think that the first time I met my wife was at a house party and the guitar got out and I played a couple of songs. Wow. Yeah. I played, look, let's bear in mind, this was 2004, so I'm not proud of this type of song I was playing, but I played 
a comedy song that I'd written myself. Good. Called, Go for an original. Yes. Called Homophobia is Gay. Like That's good stuff. There, there you go. And before that, she thought I was gay. So I and played she, that song. And she and, went, oh, he's not gay. And she married you. She then married me. <laughs> Incredible. That's she said, love. oh, he's not gay. Maybe I'll marry that <laughs> I'll man. I'll marry him. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so gross. But it's I'm not sorry. even that you've gotten the guitar out at a party and played things that everybody can sing along to. You're just, no. you're using I, it as a gig. I wasn't the only one doing that, though. There was other people there who was playing their own original songs. Yeah, Johnny Diesel. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Diesel and his <laughs> injectors Emmanuel. were there. <laughs> Tommy Emmanuel was there. He's doing classical gas. <laughs> oh. All right. Number four on this album. Scorpions. Wind of Change. What do we know about Scorpions? I've seen them play. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, but they did not play this song. Oh. They didn't play this song? No. This is their only like big hit, isn't it? Uh, they've got uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah, okay. And oh, uh, yeah. I think that I saw them in Germany there, which I think is where they're from. Yeah, they're West and, German. And they, um, yeah, I think they're a lot bigger over there. But they... Apparently, a, a German guy, I, I was saying to a, a guy there, the only song of theirs I know, or the only two songs I know are Rock You Like a Hurricane and Winds of Change. And he's like, oh, they won't play Winds of Change. That's um, that's sort of hated in Germany because it was played so much at the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, it's the highest selling German single of all time. So Holy they're sick shit. of it over there. Yeah. So they, yeah, well, it's... it's yeah, according to that one guy. Well, anyway. apologies to all my German listeners, but here <laughs> is Wind of Change by Scorpions. Let's, let's fast forward. August summer night, soldiers passing by, listening to the wind of change. I mean, we get it. I don't think I need to play much more. The, I don't know. There's a line that I like that a lot. I don't know why. Down to Dongi Park or something? Gorky Park. Gorky Park. Yeah, I don't Gorky. know why. Every time I'm like, yeah, that sounds nice. Gorky <laughs> Park is in Moscow. Right. Uh, yeah. So this song, like, I, I only know this song as kind of like a punchline. Like, I, I, I don't know why, what it's been used, I can't say, but it seems like Scorpions are one of those bands that people kind of throw away as like a, a joke kind of band. I'm sure they've got their fans, as you're saying, Matt, like, yep, they've got, they're big in Germany. Uh, this song, just to me, reeks of guitar teacher music. <laughs> like, guitar teachers would love this kind of song because it's it's not just like going really fast and like getting through it. It's like, it's... There's some kind of like sustained, uh, like you're kind of holding back a bit, but then they show off a little bit in the the little feels. Yeah. I don't know. I I just reckon if you worked in a guitar shop, there'd be people coming in occasionally playing the riffs from Wind of Change. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because when I was listening, I was like, this sounds like whistle teacher music. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One of of few songs they have. Uh, (laughs) I thought when I was listening, I thought it sounded like, German teaching English uh, language yeah. music. So. <laughs> you mentioned the whistling. Have you either of you seen the uh, documentary called Pucker Up about the World Whistling Championships? No. Oh, oh, that sounds fan- fascinating. It is fantastic. It's kind of like you're like King of Kong, kind of about the Donkey Kong champion. Yeah. Uh, there's a real good guy and there's a bad guy. So I think I don't think he's German, but he's a, a European guy goes to America to compete in the Whistling World Championships. And it's a very American thing where they have the World Championships with only Americans Of in course, yeah. It's like when in the basketball at the minute they're going to be world champions. It's like, well, you know, there's other teams around the world. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he goes there and at the start they're all very much like, who's this foreign guy coming here trying to take our whistles? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then 
look, it's very hard to get. So I'll, I will tell you, like, skip forward a minute if you don't want to hear the spoiler. But it comes down to a dead heat. They just cannot. There's the 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 world champion and this like foreign guy, European guy, and they've done all their whistles and they're like, all right, one more round, and the the Europeans like going, what do I do? I've got, I've I've showed them all my tricks. I've showed them my whistles. So what song do you think he does? What oh song? God. You're in America. You're a European. They don't like you. What song would you do? Um, did he do a Yankee Doodle Dandy? You're on the right track. He did the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and he won. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, they that's all stood good. up. They all stood up, hands on hearts. And then at the end, they're like, yes, yeah, so if this guy can come here and appreciate our culture, we can appreciate him. It's so good. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so speaking of amazing, so uh, bit, there's it, a bit. Did you of, just use your? Did you just use your one bad song token? I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to use it for this one. There's one coming out. I, 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 look, I'm not a fan of this song. Let's. I, I'll put you that. But I, I think there's a place for it, yeah. and that place is is West German music classes. <laughs> but <laughs> they um because I think it's one of the it's the classic you know the hair metally kind of scene. Which yeah. I don't know if they're fully in that, but. They always their big hits were often the ballads. Yeah. I think they were like that. So they, I think their their average song would rock a little bit more than this. Yeah, yeah. But they're like yeah. the extreme, and then uh, when everyone likes "One" by Metallica, and then yeah, or yeah. Uh, "Every Rose Has Its Thorn." By, Every uh, cowboy Poison, sings maybe. a sad, sad song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, so there is rumor, though, that this song was not written by the band Scorpions, and was in fact written by the CIA. <laughs> and there is a podcast all about this, uh, and there's also uh, it's on Sirius XM. So it's actually uh, is that a podcast or just a, a radio series? But there's a television series in production for Hulu, which I don't know if we get in Australia, but I'm sure you get it on other things. And, uh, yeah, it's all about Scorpion's song being written by the CIA. Wow. Can you imagine being that CIA agent just going, what do you, gonna, what do you want me to do today? Oh, can you write like a, a kind of 90s ballad for us? All right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> sure, I guess. We're, we're trying to get the wall pulled down. So, yeah, try and combine like, <laughs> all, all of Western East Germany and get them, get them as one. You're, you're a part-time guitar teacher, mate. Do you mind yeah. writing this song? <laughs> All right, moving on. Now, we've mentioned her already before. This is the Australian, or actually, she's Australian, born in New Zealand though, Jenny Morris, Break in the Weather. Listening to this last night, at this point, I still thought I didn't know what the song was. What about those bits? Yeah, that one. Oh, this is a bell. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I reckon this is my favourite song at the time. <laughs> the cold in your eyes goes up and down my spine. A vision of a man. I just wanted that little bit. I'll get to the chorus. I'll get to the chorus. All right, here we go, listeners. Here's the chorus. Jenny Morris, what yeah. do we think? 
Loving it. So far, and I will say, one of my favourite things about Matt Stewart is his Spotify playlist abilities. And Matt has very specific playlists with like titles like songs with whistling in them or songs with a pause in them. And we've hit two of those back to back. I don't it, think either of them were in either. So oh, yeah. well, that's, that's the beauty of Spotify. You can just go and add it. It's not like yeah. a mixtape where you've got to go, oh, I've got to go back and remake the mixtape. <laughs> But the, I mean, the un, like unofficial rule, Matt, is you have to say pause at the pause, right? Yeah. And, and you've you've changed me forever. And that when there's a pause in music now, I go pause. Pause. <laughs> I thought you said I thought you meant like the song has to say pause, which would be great. <laughs> Very niche. Um, I love the pause, and I love the the bass before getting into the yeah. Wow, that's the pause. The pause is good, and the pause is is fun if you play it live as well. You can mm. really extend that pause out, build a bit of tension. Yeah, I know the hives are very good at doing that. I don't know if you've ever seen the hives, Matt. You seem like the type of guy who would have seen them at least yeah, once. Yeah, seen the hives. <laughs> yeah, they do a great pause. They do a great pause where they all sit still and then then they kick in, and it's just that building thing. Um, I, I'm listening to a band at the minute. They've got a new album out called PQ 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 or PQ PQ PQ. That's how you say it. And they're very funny. They're just dumb rock music, but they have a bit in the song where. They stomp and clap, but they actually say stomp, clap, clap, stomp, clap, clap as they're stomping and clapping, which makes me laugh every time. I love that. Yes. So Jenny Morris, uh, I mentioned she was born in New Zealand, but she is an Australian citizen now. Uh, she actually got an Order of Australia medal in 2010 for her work in music. She was a backing singer singer for In Excess, so she would tour around there. She was also a backing singer for Tears for Fears and a little guy actually a little guy, called Prince. Oh, wow. She was Prince's backing singer when he toured around uh, parts of Europe. How cool. Yeah. So that's pretty. So this song uh, got number two in the charts for two weeks in a row. That was the highest it got. Uh, the song that beat it out both weeks was Big Audio Dynamite 2's song Rush. Oh, yeah. Which, Great tune. Very good song. Yep. Uh, so Midnight Oil's Jim, uh, is it Magini? Uh, Magini, I don't know how to say his surname. I think it might be a hard G, but I've never heard anyone say it either. Yeah, he he worked on this song as well. So he's right. and I think I think those Ferris boys from NXS were involved in the producing of this as well. What about Gary Gary Beers? Gary Gary Beers, so good they named him twice. <laughs> Is he involved? <laughs> I don't know if he's involved. I'm sure I'm sure he owned a copy. Sure I'm sure he loved it. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he was at the gigs. Gary Gary Beers. Gary, Gary. So, uh, yeah, Jenny Morris, one of those names that was huge and now it's time for her to make a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't see her. It's not she's like Vicar and Linda Bull or yeah. Johnny yeah. Diesel. You still see them floating around from Kate Sobrano. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny Morris. So I, do you know how every year there's kind of like some song that gets kind of brought back in, like Horses by Daryl Braithwaite was a big one. It was yeah. like You're the Voice a few years back yeah. made a big comeback. Yeah. I think breaking the weather. What do you yeah. reckon? Playing it, splitting Bring the grass. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone in a DJ set just drops breaking the weather. Do yeah. do do do. <laughs> yeah. Somebody brings Jenny Morris out. The crowd goes yeah. nuts. Yeah. That's oh. the good stuff. I'd love to see it. That who would be the artist who do it? Okay, I'm just thinking. If like Tame Impala, do oh. breaking the weather. That could be big. That could be huge. Yeah, I reckon that would actually be sick. That's yeah. a great suggestion, Josh. <laughs> Jess, Cold, can you make that happen? Coldplay yeah. brought out um, John Farnham at... Uh, they also I brought out Warney. Yeah. <laughs> they did, that's they true. They also talked... Well, the first time I saw Coldplay, they talked about how much they love Rachel Friend, who was an actor from Neighbours, who I'd not thought about. And he was like, yeah, I had a massive crush on Rachel Friend. If you could tell Rachel Friend, I love her. <laughs> and this was before... They'd only just released the album that had Yellow on it. Wow. Was that Parachutes? Yeah, I think yes. they just really. So they weren't. They weren't. They were playing it like in the afternoon at the big day out. It wasn't yeah. like they were a huge band. I'm like, I reckon Chris Martin. If you wanted to meet Rachel Friend today, you probably could. Shoot probably shot. has. Yeah, probably yeah. has. Beautiful. All right. Now we're going back to the world of hip hop, and in particular, we're going back to the world of white person hip hop. <laughs> so I mentioned Vanilla Rice. Now Vanilla Rice was so big, and then very quickly was not so big. He released a, a movie which was a massive flop. He himself was a bit of a of a weirdo, like refused to admit that they'd just stolen the riff from um, David Bowie 
and have you heard that there's a classic interview where he he sort of sings the riff he goes no david bowen queens is dun 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 but we do it dun 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 so of course at the time of vanilla ice being popular all the record labels were going around trying to find other white people who could rap Move them in the world of hip-hop. It's cultural appropriation. It's exactly what it is. And they found a young woman in Phoenix called Laurel Yurchik. Laurel Yurchik. Now, Laurel Yurchik, I'm not sure if that's a name that is going to be a pop star. So they, they changed her name. She then went as, under the, what is the pseudonym Icy Blue, spelt B-L-U, not, no E on the end. And icy, so they're, they're already going vanilla ice works. Let's have another ice. Icy blue sounds like a pretty shit vodka premix. Yeah, <laughs> that it's like ten bucks for a four pack or something. Like it's not good. But Get on the, the icy blue. Sixteen-year-olds are <laughs> fucked up on it, and their their tongues are blue. <laughs> they're vomiting in the garden. <laughs> I don't. I remember the first time I was drinking. There was Sub Zeros were very popular. They were like the Alco Pop. There was also another one that came with like a test tube which was the flavouring. So it was just the, the plain, like, no-flavoured kind of soda water and alcohol, whatever that was. And then you'd put in this test tube, which had alcohol in it, and flavouring. Oh. And you pop it in and drink that. And it was. And what you do is you, you just scull the, the colour and everyone would have, like, green teeth. And, yeah, it was <laughs> They so knew gross. what they were doing for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Surely. Have you and been that a when teenager? They say, <laughs> yeah, when they're saying, oh, no, we're not marketing this to kids. I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, this you is absolutely like, yeah. are. You might as well make alcoholic, like, salt stuff and just put a little, like, liquor thing that you can shove yeah. in, like a whiz fizz. All right, so this is Icy Blue, Pump It, Nice and Hard, which is not on the Spotify list, so you might not have even heard this one. No, but I haven't heard this one. You will absolutely recognise the sample in it because it's almost like they've just done a karaoke track and just sung their own lines over top. Here we go. Come on, sit over here and let me tell you a little bedtime story. How, there couldn't have been that much after Push It was out. Two years. Yeah, right. There was just one, there was only one sort of pop rap rhythm back then. Yeah. So it sounds like they've, they've heard Buster move and they've just gone, how about we sing that melody over the top of uh, Pump It by, uh, or Push It by Salt and Pepper and we'll create our own song. And it's, it's insane that they got away with doing this. I mean, I'm sure... Like salt and pepper weren't fine. We'll, we'll take the money. Like, yeah, use our sample, pay us. But you know, yeah, it's craziness. Yeah. What do you think of this song? Well, it's exactly as you described it. I mean, it's hard to think about it in any other way. Yeah, it's also hard to dislike it because you're like, well, I like those two songs they're, yeah. they're stealing from. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of a pop song, I'm like, yeah, it works. But in terms of a creative pursuit, it's like, well, it's kind of like tracing the Mona Lisa. Like you've, you've, you didn't really do the work. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Trace the Mona Lisa is harder than it sounds. I mean, you've got to get up there close. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't they let you right. like, yeah. yeah. security. <laughs> now, this song, like, only only successful in Australia. Uh, got to number eight on the charts. Wow. Everywhere else in the world, nowhere. I think it, it cracked the top 100 in America, but only just. Hmm. This was, it came off an album. The album, there was another song on it, which was called uh, Won't You Be My Girlfriend or something like that, which didn't chart as well. Uh, and then Icy Blue was no more. Laurel, Laurel Yurchik didn't didn't continue her career in music after this. The only, so I, if you, anyone wants to track her down, Laurel Yurchik, let her know that we're talking about her. And and we love her and we miss her. Yeah, her her uh, bank manager was called Icy Red because <laughs> so, she was making a loss. 
so I think this this might be the only song on the album that I can technically say I don't like, but not for not for you know music reasons, just for you know uh, fairness reasons. Yeah, I just feel nothing about this one. I think. Yeah, I mean, and it's not on Spotify either, so yeah. not even getting those royalties. Yeah, <laughs> get nothing. It's. I'll tell you what. It's it, it's on it's on YouTube. The film clip is not the original film clip. It's, do you know how people could try and get around uh, getting stuff flagged? So they re- either reverse the footage or what they've done here is put it on the one square four times. Uh. So it's like an Andy Warhol kind of artistic decision. That's fun. No. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Now, this is a, a song that if you told me before uh, I started doing this show uh, – what the title is and who the artist was, I will tell you, I've never, ever heard of this person before. Robbie Neville. Yes, I was exactly the same with this one. Mm. Robbie Neville. If you, if I heard the name Robbie Neville, I don't know why, I would have just thought like uh, uh, a black artist. I would have thought Robbie Neville sounds like... Because uh, Aaron Neville, maybe. That's what I think I was going for. I yeah. was. I would have assumed uh, like a, a, an AFL footballer. Was a wingman <laughs> for Fitzroy. Wore a long sleeves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is his song, Just Like You. This must have been massive. It takes me back so much. I can't believe I'd completely forgotten about it. So you mentioned in the very first song uh, that sounds very 90s, Matt. I I think this one beats it for 90s sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the slap and pop in there as well. Yeah. Fun. It's got a bit of um, uh, Billy Ocean at the start, that sort of... Get out of my dreams, into my car. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is a very aggressive, very aggressive statement from Mr. Ocean there. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Billy Ocean is Frank Ocean's dad. God, I did not sense. know that. No, he's that not. He's not. Oh, no, my no. God. <laughs> I was like, I is that? I'm like, no. how have I not heard that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. So uh, this, uh, this uh, Robbie Neville, this uh, from his album Day One, it got to number four in Australia. It was his uh, highest-selling song since his 86 song, C'est La Vie, which I listened to the other day as well, and I remember that one as well. Huh. I, l- uh, I listened to it last night as well and did not recognise that one. But that one uh, on Spotify has had way more plays. Yeah. Uh, so, Robbie Neville, this was his last single, really. He didn't really do much after this. He's, the album, Day One, didn't do well in America, so he kind of got dropped uh, from his label and don't think he got uh, much. But... Probably one of the most successful songwriters on the list because he's now working. He's uh, a songwriter for Disney, and he wrote all of the songs in the TV show Hannah Montana. Oh shit! So he's getting a bit of coin there. That's the Miley Cyrus yeah. one, isn't it? We're, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. And he also wrote all the songs on a little film called High School Musical Three. Okay, that's yep. So I think he's doing okay for he's himself. He's doing all right, yeah. And yeah. He's, done, he's written all the songs on Hannah Montana, which ran for many seasons. Yeah. And all the songs on High School Musical, which is a huge franchise. Just, just number three. Just number three. I know, three, but yeah. even like, yeah, he's doing fine. He's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. he's, uh, yeah, but I think another one where Australia liked like this song more than anywhere else in the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what what do you think of this one, Matt? You a fan of this song? I mean, it's it's got a re- it's probably one that's made me feel the most nostalgic on the list. Yeah, because I don't I don't know why, but yeah, I must have been flogged at the time. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just a happy song. Yeah, it's upbeat, it's fun, and it's got that kind of big intro, kind of like you could see it being played at the start of like sport sports stadium kind of games and stuff like that. That kind of the big drums. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Easy I like I like your to. rule. I like your rule of only shitting on one song an episode because I, I think it it becomes. Imagine doing a whole series of this where you're just shitting on every. Yeah. I think it's way more fun, even if you everyone knows all these songs are pretty badly dated <laughs> for the most part. It's just yeah. way more fun to be into them. 
Yeah, and it's also that thing of like, what my least favorite thing to do is when people read out lyrics, go, "Can you believe he says this?" And it's like, yeah, that's how lyrics work. Like they're not, they're just to fit the beat. Like it's it's yes, some people are amazing lyricists. Other are like, hey, we just need a couple of syllables here. Yeah. Like in this line, he says, "You got fingers, you know where to touch them." It's like, yeah, okay, cool. He just had to get to the chorus. <laughs> Give Mr. Neville a break. He had a deadline. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, here is our penultimate song in this episode. We talked about them uh, two episodes ago. This is the Swedish White Stripes. I'm, of course, talking about Roxette. Here we go with their song, The Big L. I love Roxette as a kid. I don't really remember this song. Really. Sounds like the Friends thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Big Love. It's called The Big L. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jamiroquai did the follow-up. Little L. <laughs> so I don't know the Jamiroquai back catalogue apart from uh, Cosmic Girl. Was he do that one? Yeah. Virtual Insanity? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I should say, add, should say they, not he. I know, I know they're a band. If you add uh, Little L, you've got the big three. <laughs> uh, so this is the third single from their album Joyride. This is sung by member Per Gissel and the uh, female member Marie Fredriksson. I, I mentioned they are the Swedish White Stripes just because the the dynamic. And also, they used to lie in interviews and say that they were a married couple going through a divorce. And the White Stripes, when they first started, said they were brother and sister, even though they were actually, a fact, a married couple who'd been divorced. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you, have you ever interviewed uh, Jack White, Jess? Is he coming to Triple J? Uh, probably not onto Weekend Arvos. Um, but uh, no, I haven't. To just just to just answer your question, I haven't had the the privilege just yet. I know a friend of uh, mine when he was working at Triple J interviewed the White Stripes mm. and said that Meg White was drinking a can of Coke, but there was no Coke in it. It was just whiskey, uh, okay. and she was just going around every interview just drinking whiskey straight from a Coke can. And, Did, and didn't get much out of her in the interview either. <laughs> was she telling people that? Like, otherwise, what's the point of the Coke yeah, can? I know, just, just have a flask. Have, yeah. yeah. You're a rock and Don't roll. Don't worry, like, this is full of whiskey. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> people are worried if you're drinking a can of Coke. Oh, he, yeah, he he, not he a diet or anything. Yeah, oh, yeah, he said right. he could smell it, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you know how Roxette became big in America? It's a yeah. pretty amazing story. So, they were big in Sweden. The American label were like, no, we don't care. That's that's a Swedish band. Just be big in Sweden. And then a exchange student uh, from Sweden who was uh, studying in America had the tape and loved it and went, I'm going to just walk into my local radio station and give them the tape and say, hey, you should play this song and gave them Joyride or The Look. No, it was The Look. And so they went, all right. And it got like two or three weeks went by and the guy went, oh, actually, let's have a listen to this tape that the kid brought in mm. and loved it. And then, and that was for in Minneapolis. And some from there, from that one little radio station, wow, global dominance. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and that's I don't, wild. like. Yeah, and they they know the person, they know the guy, so they they like got in contact with him and they met him and all that kind of stuff and thanked him. But yeah, cool. But Roxette, Roxette were the ultimate in those bands who just. Uh, right place at the right time for as long as it was the right time and then they were very much outdated. Yeah, what is it about? Like, it was, what, three albums or something? They had quite a few hits still. Yeah. And the, the big one was on a, on a, one of the movie soundtracks. 
maybe Pretty Woman? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Must have been, no. Yeah, Must have been Love. I must have been Love, but it's oh, over now. Yeah. That's Roxette. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that was an old song, apparently, that they only. They asked, they asked Roxette for a song and they said, oh, we don't have time to record another one, but you can use this one from the album that didn't like break in America. Uh. And they did. But both of them had, had uh, careers before they joined Roxette. So they were both like pop stars in, in Sweden. Oh. And then they joined together. And yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's Roxette. Very Bring cool. it back. Oh, well, I think she, she, she died, died a couple yeah. of years ago, didn't she? Yeah. But I mean, at least bring them back. Someone do a cover. Someone. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah. yeah that that'd be a great like a version. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wear a t-shirt. I Courtney Barnett should wear a Roxette. Should do it. <laughs> do you know how Courtney Barnett also always wears bands t-shirts? She should wear a Roxette t-shirt yeah. next time she does like Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. That'd be very cool. All right, we're up to our last song for for side A at least. Now this is we've already talked about them. Salt and Pepper, iconic hip hop act. One of the greatest. And this is their song, Do You Want Me? There's that 90s sound. So 90s. Yes. Yo, we got a little problem. Yeah, we, you and me. You gotta let me know something. I don't know. You say you like it. Let's get to the band. song about stop trying to fuck me okay <laughs> i've had enough <laughs> just leave me alone i like you i like you just lay off i'm just gonna just let's get there yeah that's <laughs> the whole message of the song it's just rhythmic talking really isn't it <laughs> it's so this, put. Yes, <laughs> this is from their uh, album black's magic it was the second single now the the single they released after this was the bigger song do you know that song which one was it? No, well, I, I might if you tell me. Well, let's talk know. about sex. Was oh. the, oh, the single yeah. after this, which was, I think, their first. I mean, Push It was popular and big, but it wasn't like their breakthrough. But let's talk about sex was huge, mm. and so there was a real. So they've gone from let's not talk about sex to let's talk about real mixed messages from Salt and Pepper, <laughs> and <laughs> DJ Spinderella. So I think though both songs. A pretty similar. Like, let's talk about sex. Was a safe sex kind of song because they did actually change it for some ad. Let's talk about AIDS. They were trying to get the message out there, going, "Hey, let's. This is fun, but let's let's do it in a safe way." And so, Salt and Pepper. Were you a big Salt and Pepper fan, Jess? Um, I mean, I'm I'm familiar with a, a few of the songs, but I wouldn't say a big fan. Um, yeah. yeah, nah. They, my memories of Salt and Pepper are just. Girls at my school doing like before lip sync battles, the, the songs would come on and they'd know all the words and had their own dances to it, which I'm not sure if it was from the film clip, but it was just that thing. At any school social, a salt and pepper song would come on and all yeah. the girls would leave whatever boy they were talking to and just get in a circle and just do a whole <laughs> thing. And we had a similar thing when, say, Prisoner of Society came on yeah. and all the boys would just leave and just jump into each other and create a mosh pit on a basketball court with like eight people just jumping into each other. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Definitely remember doing that. I think all, I'd, this is still in the period where I'd, I wouldn't have ever bought an album. The only songs I knew were on on the radio or on video hits. Yep. Or Rage or video smash hits, I think, even back then. Every channel had one back then, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All three. Yeah. <laughs> All three <What>? channels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this is why I like these as well, because I would never as a kid have bought Salt and Pepper, but know know them, know the hits because of this. Mm. Yeah. Whereas and it was also when albums were like thirty bucks and you wouldn't take risks. You're like, Alright, I, I know that one song, so I'll buy that and then you get it home and it's like, 
Oh, seven of these songs are absolute dog shit. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It, albums are 30 bucks and so was like, you know, like a, a a slab of beer would have cost you 15 or something probably. Like It's so funny. My brother, I used to think in terms of CDs and my brother would think in terms of slabs of beer. <laughs> I used to work at the at uh, a Woolworths, which was called Rolf Foss. That was the name down there. And if I worked for three hours, that was enough for a CD. And he was like, if I work for three hours, that's enough to go buy a slab of beer. <laughs> yeah, so th- 30 bucks, was a, it was a lot of money, yeah. I guess, back then. Yeah. Um, on a, on a, you'd work on a Sunday now and you'd be able to get a CD an hour. <laughs> I should be working Sundays. Yeah, that's the hot tip. You got to do it. Imagine buying a CD in 2021. <laughs> yeah. 2022, what am I talking about? <laughs> All right, so that's that's the end of the side A. Favorite song? Ooh. Ooh. I I think I, when you sent me the list, I I reckon my favorite was on the second half. Oh, okay. Few, well, d- geez, a few classics coming up. We'll do a bit of foreshadowing. No, we'll we'll talk about that next week. What? Um, I'd go either Good Vibrations or or Breaking the Weather. I think. Would yeah. Be my faves. I think Good Vibrations is even though. He's a bit of a kook. I think it's a good song. Yeah, it's fun. Undeniable. Mm. I'm going to have to have a look at the list here. So we had, do you mind if I recap it? Let's, let's recap with Matt so Stewart. Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Then we had Sexy Bracket is the Word Bracket by Melissa Tacoutes. Tacoutes? The T-Silent. Couch. Oh, Couts. Great. Um, that makes sense. I've Got to Go Now by Tony Charles. Oh, Only Charles. The T-Silent there too. No. Uh, Winds of Change, Scorpions, Breaking the Weather, Jenny Morris, Just Like You, Robbie Neville, The Big L, Roxette, and Do You Want Me, Salt and Pepper, and Pump It by Icy Blue, which is not on Spotify. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. I'm not sure what I'd say there. Maybe I think I I just love Roxette. I I rediscovered them a few years ago. And just started playing their greatest hits a lot, and they're just yep. just feel good tunes. Um, so I'm gonna I'll have to go with them. All right, I think I'm going. My my favorite song is either "Good Vibrations" or "Do You Want Me" by Salt and Pepper. I think it's a good song. Mm. Least favorite, uh, in terms of the one I bagged out was "Icy Blue." But I think Wind of Change is my least favourite. It's just the type of music I'm not into. I'm not into... I don't want six minutes to get to a, a good point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't have the time. Yeah. You're a busy man. I love, I love a big yeah. love a big tension release build. Matt isn't nah. a busy man. He's got a lot of I'm free not, time. I've got nothing but time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for doing this. Uh, do Go On can be heard every single week. That's right. Um, uh, yep, every week for like six years. So you've got... So many episodes you can go back and listen to. Uh, it's us and our friend Dave Warnicky, and we take it in turns to report on a topic. We've done everything from serial killers to Dolly Parton to the Titanic to JFK. We've done a lot. We've done it all, um, and still so many more topics to be done. Um, so yeah, you can go and check it out. We're great. And you've and you've also got Triple J on weekend afternoons with Jess Perkins. That's right. Yep, and uh, and we also have a, another podcast that is a, a, the product of a Triple J thing and it's called Simply the Jest and we hear Australia's best stories on a topic and it is truly cooked and really, really fun. So you can check that out as well. Do you take requests on the afternoon show? Yeah, sometimes. Someone someone rings up and asks for Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Are you going to play it? I, I, I might and I might get in trouble for it but <laughs> it'll be fun. I think it'll be worth it. How, how many people do you need to request it before you go, hey, I have to, I can't I not? I simply must. Um, <laughs> honestly, like one. If somebody suggests <laughs> requests a song that I'm like, that's actually a sick song, I want to play that too, then yeah, right. I'm easily swayed. Hey, thank you so much, everyone who's been listening to the last, uh, the first three of these. If you're in Sydney, I'm coming up on July 10 with uh, my old podcast, Don't You Know Who I Am, the live show now. Uh, so that's happening July 10 at the Vanguard it's Sunday, so it's 1.30 in the afternoon. And then at 3 o'clock that same day, at the same venue, I'm doing Modern Contemporary, my last uh, comedy f- festival show. So see the double. I mean, it's the same price if you see one or two, so you might as well stick around and see the double. Uh, tickets at joshell.com.au. Thanks, everyone, who's Patreon subscribers. You would have got a new episode this week with Ross Noble, Tom Cash, uh, 
Ross Noble, Tom Walker, Reed Down, and Ben Koshin. Very funny, recorded at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. You guys are all the best. Thank you. I'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.